Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Good Monday, everyone. March 30th, 2020, and we are finally nearing the end of the longest month in the history of civilization, as someone said on Twitter. Today is March 97th. Hi, I'm Brian Wilmer. This is Locked on ACC. I am from FB Schedules and College Hoops Digest, as you've come to know. You can get in touch with our program very simply. If you follow us on Twitter, we are at LockedOnACC. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter individually. I am at Sports Matters if you'd like to do that. We're continuing our tournament throwback series. All this week, we are staying in the same decade. We've kind of bounced all over the road in the last couple of weeks that we've been doing this. This week, we're staying all in the same lane. So go ahead, get in. Put on your seatbelts, and let's ride. On today's program, we head back to a year I saw discussed on Twitter quite a bit over the weekend regarding the tournament and what happened that year. So today, we go back there. We go to 19... 89, take a look at the world, the ACC, and the NCAA in the final year of the 80s. So we'll look at some of the things going on around the world in 1989. January 11th, the Lexus and Infiniti car brands are launched. The 1990 Lexus LS and Infiniti Q45, the first two cars of those lines to be rolled out. January 20th, George H.W. Bush sworn in the 41st president of the United States. March 24th, the Exxon Valdez oil spill. If you recall that in Alaska or recall reading about it or hearing about it or whatever else that took place, March 24th, 1989. April 27th, the Tiananmen Square protests ramp up. August 10th, Army General Colin Powell becomes the first African-American chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff after President Bush nominates him. September 17th through 22nd, an event that those of us here in the Carolinas and Virginia uh, remember quite well, whether we live through it or know people who did. Hurricane Hugo hammers the Carolinas, Virginia, and most of the Southeast, kills 71 people, and causes just a ridiculous amount of damages. $8 billion in damage. And in November... Several things, including the first ever commercial dial-up internet connection. If you ever used dial-up or heard from anybody who used dial-up, let's not even talk about that any further. Also, November 7th, two historic elections. Virginia elects Douglas Wilder, the first African-American governor in the United States. And New York City elects David Dinkins, the first African-American mayor of New York City. December 17th. The Simpsons' first episode premieres on Fox in the U.S., and N.W.A. in December becomes the first gangster rap group to sell one million copies of an album with the record straight out of Compton. Birthdays in 1989, January 9th, Michael Beasley, the hoop star. March 16th, Blake Griffin. May 5th, Chris Brown, the R&B singer. May 14th, Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. Women's soccer star Alex Morgan, born July 2nd. Madison Bumgarner, born August 1st. DeMar DeRozan, born August 7th. Anthony Rizzo, August 8th. Jason Hayward, August 9th. And Freddie Freeman, September 12th. So a series of 
left-handed hitting baseball stars, all born within a month, roughly, of each other. September 19th, Tyreek Evans. September 21st, Jason Derulo. Eric Hosmer, born October 24th. Josie Altidore and Aaron Hernandez, interesting combination, born November 6th. Giancarlo Stanton, born November 8th. And Taylor Swift, born December 13th. A few deaths in 1989 of celebrities. Salvador Dali dies January 23rd. Lucille Ball, April 26th. Mel Blanc, the voice of Looney Tunes, passes away July 10th. Bart Giamatti, former Major League Baseball commissioner, September 1st. And Billy Martin passes away December 25th of 1989. The top three songs of the year, Poison's Every Rose Has Its Thorn, that band's only number one hit ever, is number three for the year. Bobby Brown's My Prerogative, number two. And Chicago's Look Away, the top song of 1989. The top three movies, Back to the Future Part 2, rakes in $331,950,002, Batman, $411,348,924, and the top movie of 1989, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, $474,171,806. There's your pop culture and world stuff for 1989. Now over to the ACC. Eight clubs in ACC basketball in the 1988-89 season. Your regular season standings, number one, NC State, 10-4 in the league, 22-9 overall. Duke second, 9-5, 28-8. 3rd, 9-5, 22-11. North Carolina, 9-5, 29-8. Georgia Tech, 8-6, 20-12. Clemson, 7-7, 19-11. Wake Forest, 3-11, 13-15. And Maryland, 1-13, 9-20. Your ACC superlatives in 1989, Player of the Year, Danny Ferry of Duke, Rookie of the Year, Bryant Stith of Virginia. The ACC first-teamers, Richard Morgan, the Virginia guard, leads the first team. Rodney Monroe of NC State, sophomore guard at the time. Chucky Brown from NC State, Tom Hammonds of Georgia Tech, and Danny Ferry of Duke, your all-first-team ACC. Second-team, senior UNC guard Steve Bucknall, junior forward Kevin Madden from North Carolina, Brian Oliver, from Georgia Tech, Eldon Campbell of Clemson, and Chris Corciani, your second teamer to close out that list. So an interesting group of superlatives and an interesting group of names. I'll just leave it at that. Your leaders in points per game in the ACC in 1989, Danny Ferry led the league 22.6, Rodney Monroe of NC State 21.4, Tom Hammonds from Georgia Tech, 20.9. Richard Morgan, 20.4. Dennis Scott from Georgia Tech, 20.3 a game. Eldon Campbell, 17.5. Tony Massenberg of Maryland, 16.6. Chucky Brown, 16.4. Brian Oliver of Georgia Tech, 16.1. And John Johnson, 15.6. Closes out the top scorers in the ACC. So there you have it. Your look around the world and around the ACC in 19... 89. We need to tell you about the 1989 ACC tournament and about the NCAA tournament and just how many teams from that league, as stacked as it was, made the NCAA tournament. All that and more is next. This is Locked on ACC. Stay where you are. We'll be right back. This is Locked on ACC. We continue for March 30th, 2020. Good Monday to all of you. We've told you about the world 
in which we are currently living, at least for the next half hour or so, in 1989 and about the ACC regular season, now onto the ACC men's basketball tournament played at the Omni in Atlanta. Man, I missed that place. Quarterfinals, again, we have eight teams in the league in 1989, and it starts with a massive upset. Eight-seed Maryland thumps NC State 71-43 to start off the tournament. So the Wolfpack lose by 28 points and get bounced in the first quarterfinal. North Carolina beats Georgia Tech 77-62 in the second quarterfinal. Then Duke handles Wake Forest 88-64, and Virginia runs all over Clemson 90-73, setting up two semis involving the fourth-seeded Tar Heels, the eight-seeded Terrapins, North Carolina, easily over Maryland 88-58. Then Duke takes care of Virginia in the other semi, 69-58, setting up another North Carolina-Duke final, the Tar Heels, your ACC tournament champion 77-74 over Duke in 1989. Dean Smith wins his 10th ACC title, North Carolina its 11th. J.R. Reed of North Carolina, the MVP of that tournament. So the ACC in that year would send six teams to the NCAA tournament. Everybody but Wake Forest and Maryland is NCAA tournament bound. So let's tell you about where the tournament was held in 1989, the first and second rounds, the East Regionals, the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, the Providence Civic Center in Providence, the Midwest, the Reunion Arena in Dallas, missed that place too, and the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis, the Southeast, the Omni, and Memorial Gym in Nashville, and the West, Boise State Pavilion in Boise, and the McHale Center in Tucson. The regional semis and finals, the East, Brendan Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the Midwest, the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome in Minneapolis, the Southeast Rupp Arena in Lexington, and the West McNichols Arena in Denver. The Final Four played at the King Dome in Seattle. So your 1989 NCAA tournament will start in the East and look at the ACC teams that wound up there. There were two of them, one being second-seeded Duke at the bottom of that bracket, Duke beats South Carolina State 90-69 in Greensboro, then goes on to a seven-point somewhat squeaker of a victory over West Virginia, the seven seed in that region. Then Duke draws Minnesota in the regional semi in East Rutherford in kind of an odd way that this all shook out because Minnesota, the 11 seed, beat Kansas State 86-75 in Greensboro, K-State the six seed, as if that weren't enough, the three-seed Stanford went down in Greensboro as well. Siena, the 14-seed, beat the Cardinal 80-78. to Minnesota then took care of Siena 80-67. to Minnesota then went on to face Duke, and Duke beat them fairly easily 87-70 to in East Rutherford. That sent Duke on to the East Final. Now the other ACC team, that would be NC State, a number five seed after winning the league, NC State beats South Carolina by 15-81-66 in first-round action in Providence. They then move on and face fourth-seed Iowa, NC State 102-Iowa 96, advancing to the other regional semi in East Rutherford, where it would face top-seed Georgetown. The Hoyas then eliminate NC State 69-61 to advance on to the regional final. NC State in that game had two double-digit scorers, Rodney Monroe, with 26 points. Six of 16 from the field, though, for Monroe. 11 of 13 from the line. 
and Brian Howard, 13 points for the Wolfpack, who shot 20 of 51, 39.2%. They were 5 of 11 from 3, 45.5%. Three double-digit scorers for the Hoyas in that game, Dwayne Bryant with 21, Jaron Jackson 17, and Alonzo Mourning with 12 and 12 boards for the Hoyas, setting up a Georgetown-Duke regional final, which the Blue Devils win 85-77. Duke with four double-digit scorers, Christian Leitner with 24, Phil Henderson 23, Danny Ferry 21, and Robert Bricky with 10 for the Blue Devils, who were 29 of 57 from the field, 50.9%. The Blue Devils just one of six from three. That's it. 26 of 33 from the line. The Hoyas had three double-digit scorers. Charles Smith, 21. Mark Tillman, 16. And Alonzo Mourning, 11. In a losing effort for the Hoyas. So Duke, on to the Final Four. So we move now to the Midwest. Take a look at the ACC representation in the Midwest. We had one club in the Midwest. That being Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech lasts one game. (laughs) Georgia Tech plays Texas in Dallas. They fall to the Longhorns 76-70. So the lone ACC representative in the Midwest lasts for 40 minutes. Georgia Tech in that game, three double-figure scorers, Brian Oliver with 24, Tom Hammonds 18, Dennis Scott 16. A former ACC player, though, winds up on the list of Texas double-figure scorers. There were four of them. Travis Mays, 23 points. For the Longhorns, Alvin Heggs and Joey Wright, 17 apiece. And former UVA player Lance Blanks, who transferred to Texas, ended up with 13 for the Horns. So Georgia Tech eliminated in round one. The rest of that region, to tell you what happened, Illinois, the top seed. Illinois advances to the regional final after beating 16-seed McNeese State, 77-71. 9-seed Ball State, 72-60. Ball State defeated Pitt in the first round. Illinois then got a future ACC school in Louisville. Louisville, the fourth seed in that region. Illinois, 83-69 winners over the Cardinals, setting up Illinois as one half of the regional final. In the bottom half of that bracket, Syracuse, another future ACC school, gets the two seed, the Orange, with a 104-81 victory over Bucknell in the 215 game in Dallas. Syracuse then beats 10-seed Colorado State, who had beaten seven-seeded Florida in the first round, 65-50 for the Orange over the Rams. And then Syracuse defeats third seed Missouri, 83-80, to advance on to the regional final. Illinois and Syracuse for a trip to the final four. Illinois, 89. Syracuse, 86. Your final in the Midwest. All five Orange that started scored in double figures. Billy Owens, 22. Derek Coleman, Stephen Thompson, 17 apiece. Sherman Douglas, 15. Matt Rowe, 13. The Orange had 25 minutes from bench players and two points. That's it. Illinois, their three double-figure scorers, Kenny Battle with 28, Nick Anderson 24, Kendall Gill 18. Illinois shot 60.7%, 37 for 61, and still lost. Part of that, 13 for 26 from the line for the Illini. Ouch. So Duke and Illinois, your first two Final Four teams from 1989, Probably wondering who the other two Final Four teams are. I'll tell you that next. You're listening to Locked on ACC. Stay tuned. More of the 1989 tournament throwback coming up next. 
This is Locked On ACC, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Glad you're here. March 30th, 2020, we continue with our trip to 1989 in the ACC and NCAA tournaments from that year. Two ACC schools found their way to the Southeast region, starting the top of that bracket. Oklahoma, the one seed in that bracket. More on them in a minute, but the ACC school in the top of that bracket. Fifth seed, Virginia. Virginia, victorious over Providence in a wild game in Memorial Gym in Nashville, 100-97. to The battle of the ACC in the Big East, the 5-12 game. Then a massive upset below them of what would soon become an ACC team. Well, soon, relatively, but 13th seed Middle Tennessee beats 4th seeded Florida State 97-83. Middle Tennessee advances to the second round just a few miles up the road from their Murfreesboro, Tennessee home. They then get the Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia 104, Middle Tennessee 88, knocking out the Blue Raiders. Mentioned Oklahoma as the one seed in that region. Oklahoma beats East Tennessee 72-71 in one of the more frightening 116 games that's ever been played in the NCAA tournament. If you're a fan of the higher seed, Oklahoma then advances on to play Louisiana Tech, the nine seed, and has a much easier time with them, 124-81, setting up a Virginia-Oklahoma regional semi. And what, what in the world happened in Rupp Arena. Virginia 86, Oklahoma 80. The number one seed Sooners bounced in Lexington. A big day for UVA in that one. UVA shoots 48.2% from the field, 27 for 56. Four Cavaliers in double figures. Bryant Stith with 28. Richard Morgan 25. John Crotty 14. And Brent Dabbs, a double-double. Yes, Brent Dabbs, if you remember that name at all, from Virginia Lore. 10 points, 14 boards. Four Sooners finish in double. Stacy King, 22. Terrence Mullen, 16. William Davis, 12. Skeeter Henry, 11. So Virginia bounces Oklahoma and moves on to the regional final. The other half of that bracket, UNC, the two-seed, goes to the Omni in Atlanta, Carolina beats Southern University 93-79 in the 215 game, then moves past UCLA in the 2-7 matchup, 88-81, then goes on to Lexington in the other regional semi and faces third seed Michigan. Michigan had beaten 14th seeded Xavier 92-87 in the first round, then beat South Alabama, the 11 seed who knocked out Alabama in the first round. Michigan 91, South Alabama 82. Michigan then Eliminates North Carolina 92-87, so the Wolverines send home the Tar Heels. Four double-figure Tar Heel scorers, J.R. Reed with 26 off the bench in 29 minutes of play. Jeff Lebo, 19. Steve Bucknall, Kevin Madden, 10 apiece. Carolina, 35 of 66 from the deck, 53%. 7 of 16 from 3, 43.8%. Glenn Rice with a monster game for the Wolverines, 34 points in 37 minutes. Ramil Robinson, 17. Terry Mills, 16, and Sean Higgins, 14 for the Wolverines, who shot 54.5% from the field, 36 for 66. The Wolverines, 13 of 24 from three, 54.2% in eliminating the Tar Heels. So the Wolverines get the chance to win essentially a de facto ACC championship in winning that regional, and they do just that in a thumping of Virginia, 102-65, the Wolverines led 44-25 at the half and never really looked back. Three Cavs in double figures. Richard Morgan with 15. 
John Crotty, 14, and Brent Dabbs with another double-double, 12 points, 12 boards for Virginia, who was just 24 of 63, 38.1% from the field, 8 of 22 from 3, 36.4. Another big day for Glenn Rice for Michigan, 32 points in 32 minutes. High-volume scorer Glenn Rice was. Sean Higgins, 31 off the bench in 20 minutes of play. 11 of 15 was Higgins. And Ramil Robinson, 13 points for the Wolverines, who were 41 of 70 from the field, 58.6%. 11 of 20 from three, 55%. So Michigan sort of, in a strange way, wins the ACC by beating Carolina and Virginia to become the third Final Four team for that year. Then on to the West, where we had one ACC school left to play, that being Clemson. Clemson, the nine seed in the West. They are playing in Boise. Clemson beats St. Mary's 83-70 to advance out of the first round. They then face Arizona, the one seed in the region, Arizona. No problem at all with Robert Morris, 94-60. And then Arizona runs into Clemson and takes care of Clemson in pretty quick fashion, 94-68. The Wildcats over the Tigers. So Clemson lasts two games. The final for the Tigers in game two, Eldon Campbell with 24 to pace Clemson. He also had seven boards. Derek Forrest with 21. Marion Cash, 13 for the Tigers, who shot 50%, 29 of 58, but just five of six from three, 83.3%. Four Wildcats in double figures. Sean Elliott, 25. Matt Muehlbach, 19. Judd Bushler, 15. And Anthony Cook, 14. Arizona, 33 of 62, 53.2% from the field. Nine of 25 from three, 36%. So home go the Clemson Tigers. The rest of the West, Arizona, then moves on to the regional semi. They face UNLV. UNLV over 13th seed Idaho, 68-56 in round one. UNLV then faces 12th seeded DePaul, who beat Memphis in the first round, 66-63. UNLV over DePaul, 85-70. UNLV then beats Arizona. So the four over the one, 68-67 in Denver. UNLV onto the regional final. Then down to the bottom of the bracket, 11-seeded Evansville beats Oregon State 94-90 in the first round. Seton Hall over Missouri State in the 3-14 game, 60-51. UTEP over LSU in the 7-10 game, 85-74. And Indiana over George Mason, 99-85. Indiana, the two-seed advances. Seton Hall over Evansville, 87-73. Indiana, 92-69 over UTEP. Seton Hall then beats Indiana 78-65 to set up a UNLV-Seton Hall 4-versus-3 regional final. And Seton Hall on to the final four, an 84-61 victor over UNLV in Denver. So that sets up a final four with a 1, a 2, and two threes. Interesting. The 1989 final four Features an all-Big Ten matchup, third-seed Michigan and top-seed Illinois. The Wolverines knock out their Big Ten brethren. Michigan 83, Illinois 81, the other half. Seton Hall and Duke, and the Pirates just absolutely massacre Duke 95-78. Seton Hall came out of nowhere that year and dispatched Duke, along with a number of other teams, as you already heard. Seton Hall in that game, four double-figure scorers. Andrew Gaze, the Australian legend from the 1989 tournament, 20 points for Seton Hall. Daryl Walker, 19. Gerald Green, 17. 
13 for John Morton, 33 of 62 for 53.2% were the Pirates in that game, 6 of 12 from 3, 50%, 23 of 27 from the line, 85.2%. Duke with just three double-figure scores, Danny Ferry with 34 and 10 boards. Ferry took 29 of Duke's 72 shots. He hit exactly half of the shots that Duke hit. He had 13, which led to 34 points. Phil Henderson and Christian Leitner, 13 apiece. Duke, 26 of 72, 36.1%, which is one of the worst performances I can recall by a Duke team in a big game in a long while. Just 4 of 16 from 3, 25%. Duke got to the line 32 times, hit just 22 of them, 68.8%. So your national final, Michigan and Seton Hall, the battle of the three seeds, and another outstanding game, and another game that I, I cannot recommend strongly enough that you go back and watch on YouTube. It is around. Go back, find it. The, the storylines behind this game were aplenty. You had the Seton Hall team that, like I said, had come out of nowhere. You had Andrew Gaze, the Australian star that nobody really knew about. He had an outstanding tournament. And then you had, on the other side, Michigan, coached by Steve Fisher. And all that happened because Bill Frieder, who was the coach at the time, he had announced that he was going to go to Arizona State and take over out there. And so Michigan essentially said, all right, if that's where you're going, go ahead and go early and let him go before the tournament started. Steve Fisher took over and Steve Fisher coaches the Wolverines to a national championship. Michigan 80, Seton Hall 79, Glenn Rice 31 points, 11 boards for the Wolverines in victory. Ramil Robinson 21 points, 11 dimes. Sean Higgins just 10 points. 30 of 67, 44.8% were the Wolverines. 6 of 16 from 3, 37 and a half. Three Seton Hall scores in double figures. John Morton with 35. Gerald Green and Daryl Walker, 13 apiece. Gaze kind of neutralized in that national championship game. Just one of five from the field. He had five points. So Michigan, your 1989 national champions. The all-tournament team, Danny Ferry of Duke, Gerald Green, Seton Hall, Glenn Rice, Michigan, John Morton of Seton Hall, and Ramil Robinson of Michigan, your ACC representatives on all region teams, Phil Henderson, Christian Leitner, and Danny Ferry of Duke, your all region team from the East in East Rutherford, Danny Ferry, the most outstanding player of that region, and two ACC players in the Southeast region, J.R. Reed of North Carolina and John Crotty of Virginia made the all Southeast team in Lexington. So there you have it, the 1989 ACC and NCAA, along with the world, congratulations to the 1989 national champion, Michigan Wolverines. As we wind down, I'll again tell you, you can contact the program on Twitter. We love your feedback. We love your thoughts. We are at LockedOnACC. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. Any thoughts you have on this series gradually winding down, please let us know. Also, if you have any other feedback for the program, we would love it. Also, we ask politely that you like, rate, follow, share, and subscribe this program. We're gradually building. We need your help to continue doing that. So we ask you to join us back here again tomorrow for another tournament throwback edition from the 1980s. It's been fun doing this. A lot more fun 1980s ACC and NCAA tournaments coming up. While you've got the smart speaker up and running and everything's fired up, do us a favor. Ask it to play our friends from Locked On Big Ten and Locked On SEC, our good pals Ben Stevens, Blake Lovell. We would love it if you supported them the way you've supported us. 
And until tomorrow, when we take another tournament throwback to the 1980s, this has been Locked on ACC. I'm Brian Wilmer. Thanks for joining us. See you tomorrow.